Hello there! Welcome to this episode of Naturally Resilient. I am your humble host, Devin, and I am so excited to discuss today's topic. And I feel like I say that every time because the truth is, I'm just really excited to share all of this with you. All of this is so special to me, so near and dear to my heart. Everything that I share and teach has had such a huge role in my life and in my journey and in just completely transforming everything, my body, my mind, my relationships, my emotions, my everything. And I know the impact that it's had with my clients, my family, my friends. And so it's always just such an honor to, to share Even if only one of you is out there listening or if there's a million of you, it's just in my heart and there's a a calling and a passion and a a fuel and a drive to to continue sharing. So I'm not sure where all of that came from, but came through it did and so it shall stay. (laughs) We're not editing it out. So let's get back to today's topic then, shall we? We're going to explore how winter, with its quiet energy is not just about stillness, right? Like being still, taking a rest, um, introspection, all of that. But it's actually a powerful catalyst for the growth and the clarity for the times to come. And we're going to touch on the themes, invitations, and energies of winter, as well as how to develop your own soul nourishing rituals to receive the wisdom that winter has to offer and how to carve out some special quiet moments for yourself. And then we'll also touch briefly on some common winter wellness myths and what to do instead to ensure that you're setting yourself up with a solid healthy foundation for the year to come. So if you're new to my work or just need a little refresher, I invite us, whenever we talk about seasonal living in particular, to remember that while I am speaking right now, because it's January 5th as I am recording this, while I am speaking to literal seasons, there's also a rich, um, subtle, energetic, nuanced aspect of what we're talking about. Because the essence of winter in both of its parts, the first half of winter and the second half of winter, have these very subtle nuanced flavors that are actually with us at all times, right? It doesn't matter if it's July or if it's January. The essence of winter and these energies and these invitations are always here. Always here. And sometimes we need to have a season of winter in July, for example, um, and so it's it's important to really befriend and get to know all of these energies. In my work, I have a whole wheel that I've developed with archetypes, eight archetypes that correspond with the eight seasons. And so it's really important to come to know these to get better acquainted with the ways that our own lives and our own journeys and our own processes spiral and develop and are ongoing and how we're going to engage with these energies many times throughout the day, right? There's layers and layers of seasons that are happening within and around us at all times. So 
winter. As we're settling in right now into this early winter, I'm curious what you're noticing. What is happening for you? This time of stillness and quiet is wonderful for introspection, for listening inward, for really being with ourselves in this dark stillness, this quiet. And so taking pauses, taking moments to pause and ask, like, what am I noticing? What's happening for me? Is really, really poignant. And this is a wonderful time to go deeper and deeper and deeper. So as I mentioned with Inner Sparks Wheel, we have these eight seasons as archetypal energies. And so early winter, the period between Yule or winter solstice and Imbolc, or what we refer to commonly as Groundhog Day, I refer to as the void. And now this is the only one of those eight archetypes that's not actually like a thing, right? The other ones on my wheel are like the initiate and the high priestess and the lover. So there's like, you know, they're, they're like things, right? They're, they're like, we can, we can conjure an image of like a person, right? Or, um, like a character with these, these energies kind of personified. And so the void is the only one of these that's not actually a thing. It's like purely abstract space of nothingness and potentiality, because that's exactly what winter is, this early part of winter. This is an in-between time, in between the major shedding and release and metaphorical deaths that we experienced during late autumn, around Samhain or Halloween, and yet we're not quite to the rebirth time of late winter when things start to stir and quicken. So this is that emptiness, the darkness, the formlessness, the potential, the space of nothing but pure awareness and pure consciousness. It's that space in your breath cycle at the end of the exhale when you are completely empty and have not taken a breath in yet. There's just nothing. And many of us don't like that. We don't like this time. We don't like the energies and the invitations of this time, we're afraid of its power and potential because we've been taught to overlook it, overwrite it, and bypass it. Our culture really shuns rest, shuns darkness, and shuns quiet. We are artificially lit and plugged in all the time. We are over-caffeinated and over-sugared and demand productivity and outward expression and being on and going and doing at all times. And so there's almost this like sense I get from the collective that it's like if I if I get still and quiet and in the dark, it's like I'm, I'm going to stop existing and that's scary, right? Like who am I if I'm not constantly doing and going and producing and being plugged in, right? So we come to fear being still and being in the dark and being quiet. And yet, this is what fuels and nourishes us. Without this, we cannot hear and feel and see within ourselves. 
we are completely without clarity and insight. And then we end up walking around feeling lost and anxious, unsettled, ungrounded, and worst of all, constantly seeking something outside of ourselves, right? Seeking answers and and direction from the outside when we already have the answers inside. We already know what's best for us. And if we let ourselves give in to that winter impulse more frequently, we would be much more connected to that. So everything, no matter what, seamlessly weaves and spirals into the next thing. So winter is going to go into late winter, into spring, and everything keeps going in this this spiral. And so your ability to have energy later is dependent upon your ability to restore now. And this is true for anything. This is why we sleep at night. This is why we rest between projects and tasks. This is why we rest in the winter so that we may keep up in summer. And again, this could be literal winter and summer or those metaphorical times when when that energy is showing up for you. Again, if it's in between projects, right? If it's like in a postpartum time, if it's just any time there's this, this transition and the pause is needed. Something I love saying to people is that summer bodies are built in winter. Summer bodies are built in winter. And no, for the love, I am not talking about like bikinis or any of that other nonsense. I'm talking about your ability to have an energized, vital, healthy, radiant, extroverted time when the energies are supporting it and maybe calling for it, such as during summer or again, those metaphorical summer periods of your life when it's time to create and produce and, and follow those, those, those um, impulses within, right? Like we're not the same all the time. Sometimes we are more inward. Sometimes we feel the pull to be more outward. Sometimes we're more creative. Sometimes it's time to like stop, and go inside before we start creating again. But our ability to be able to participate fully in this spiral of life is by honoring and being in tune with these natural impulses that nature is and then shows up through us. I shared um, in our previous episode that This is a wonderful time to really receive visions and guidance for the year ahead, Um, specifically through your dreams, really listening to your dreams right now, and also a regular practice of yoga nidra. Yoga nidra is so good, (laughs) so good. Coming to complete rest and stillness, being guided to that place. So using guided yoga nidra practices or simply making a practice out of seeing how still and quiet you can become. Have you ever tried that out? It's a really beautiful, mindful, somatic practice. So just taking time, getting really comfortable. I like to lay flat and just go deep inside myself and just kind of see how still and how quiet can I get. It's pretty remarkable. 
And it is a practice. And if you're somebody that that is new for or that has a lot of maybe trauma in their background or has been on and going for a very, very long time, it can feel really scary and uncomfortable at first. And it gets easier with practice, as most things do. And then is so beneficial as we can train ourselves to kind of switch on and off and be in that, again, this spiral, this fluid dance of life, right? Everything around us is waxing and waning and growing and decaying and regenerating and resting and being out there again and just constantly in this flow. So another thing I wanted to share was the importance of really nourishing your soul and supporting your system and slowing down. Yeah, so carving out some of your own winter rituals. And we've touched on some, really making a practice out of enhancing your sleep at this time, listening to your dreams, yoga nidra, that somatic mindful practice of seeing how still and quiet you can get. I really also love having moments with warm drinks. I've been really enjoying some ginger and cinnamon tea lately with some cardamom pods in there as well. And it's just delicious. And having that mindful warming is, is wonderful. Walking through the bare trees and letting the cold invigorate you and work on you is also really fantastic. Kind of tuning into how the sight of the bare trees makes you feel. It can evoke a sense of, of vulnerability. Yeah, so just kind of noticing what comes up for you. And what do you notice? And what are the, the impulses? What are the stories? What are the emotions that come up? So letting these, these feels, right, really land and, and take these opportunities while we're having this literal experience of winter to really go inside and to, to feel and notice and experience on all levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Let yourself really move slowly and intentionally through your days. Focus on warming from the inside out with moist, nourishing foods. And finally, I wanted to just touch on some of those um, mm, kind of myths that, that we have around this time of year, right? There's this this urge to fall into the hyperactive trap that January seems to do to people. Like, oh, it's a new calendar year and it's, you know, the first week and I've already screwed up because I haven't gone to the gym for two hours every day or whatever it is, right? Inviting you to let that go if you haven't already. There's no need to act. There's no need to set unrealistic resolutions or intentions for yourself And there's no need to jump into action simply because the calendar has turned over to a new year, a new number. These are all, again, things and signals outside of yourself. There is no need to defer your own innate instincts and natural rhythms to the harmful behaviors of mainstream society. There's no need to ever outsource your own wisdom and natural intelligence to some kind of like shaming 
fully outside of yourself, right? This is counter to your well-being and it's counter to nature. So I am all about self-growth and development and deepening into ourselves and stripping away the things that get in the way of us really knowing and being and living as our full selves. And part of that is compassion and acceptance and being in the flow of those natural impulses that I've been talking about. I know for me right now, I'm in the middle of wrapping up a book I've been working on writing for too long. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, you know, this is the year. It's going to be in my hands by the end of this year. So help me. And so I, I noticed I kind of had a little bit of an impulse, like, okay, right? Like your little winter breaks over, get back to writing. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. I hear you. That's that internalized, mm, capitalistic, patriarchal conditioning that likes to rear its ugly head sometimes. How about you? Do you have a little inner patriarch as well? And I was like, no, I'm neither going to stifle nor force this creative flow because I trust her. I trust the spiral that lives within and around me. I have set my intentions and I'm letting the rest be as it will. And I trust that doing what feels good as it feels good is right and enough. And more than that is like the best thing to do. And the older I get, I'm actually shown that more and more, reminded of that more and more, that as I set the intentions, I'm really clear on my motivations, I'm really clear on what is important to me, what my values and priorities are, and what wants to come through me, that then I just get out of the way and I follow and listen to those impulses because it all spirals and all balances out. So continuing with the example of the book I'm writing, you know, I I didn't do much writing this week, but in the week or two previous, I was like a little mad woman. And so it's all balanced out, right? And so I invite you, maybe that resonates with you, look at other areas in your life where that may be applicable, you know? We kind of look at progress as a linear thing or we look at, I have to do all of this right now, very systematically, very uh, rigidly, and kind of just noticing like, where can I set the intention and then walk away? So maybe you have an intention to move your body more, right? You want to move every day. Well, find what feels good. Honor the activities that work for your body and that don't work for your body. And then set the, the, the intention and set the actual space every day, right? Like I have a space in my day for movement. I have a space in my day for writing. I have a space in my day for time with my partner. And what I do in that movement time may look different today than tomorrow. What I do in my writing time may look different than today than tomorrow. What my partner and I do may look different today or tomorrow. You know, yesterday it was reading books on the couch. Day before it was a long hike, right? So it's like letting it spiral. I'm full of segues today. Okay, so on that note, I would love to hear how you are implementing 
these and other nature-based practices into your own life. Um, how winter is treating you, what you're noticing, what's feeling delicious, what's feeling challenging. And so I invite you to send me a message on social media. You can find me on Instagram and my Facebook group and all of those ways to get a hold of me are in the show notes. Come hang out with me there. And uh, if you'd like some more guidance, I invite you to book a private consultation, an integrative and Ayurvedic health consultation, or an inner spark coaching and mentoring session. I would love to walk with you to support you. And thank you so much, truly, for listening, for being here. I am so excited for the journey ahead in this new year. And I really always, always invite you to let nature continue to be your framework your blueprint for a life of joy, vitality, resilience, and peace from the inside out. And I will see you next time.